Namaste and welcome to the Bharat Vartha Weekly. I'm Roshan Karyapa. I have with me Abhishek Paul, Nirav Kanodra here with me as well uh, to take you through the news and events of the week. Uh, well, it's been a rather somber week, uh, I should say. Uh, there's been a rise in targeted killings in Kashmir. Uh, there's There was also the gruesome murder of uh, singer Sidhu Moosewala in Punjab. Uh, and of course, the tragic death of uh, singer KK. Uh, on the bright side, I mean, we saw some uh, characteristic uh, fiery comments from external minister S. Jai Shankar uh, in a forum specifically on Europe. Uh, and then there was the Odisha cabinet uh, reshuffle as well. Uh, so lots to talk about. Uh, let's begin with the first piece of news. Uh, Kashmir is seeing a rise in targeted killings against Kashmiri Pandits. Uh, last week, the Jammu and Kashmir administration transferred 177 Kashmiri Pandit teachers in Srinagar to safer locations. Uh, this move comes amidst a rise in targeted killings in the valley. On Thursday, two persons, uh, a bank employee and a brick kiln laborer, were killed in Kashmir while another laborer was injured in two separate incidents. Uh, this was the eighth and ninth victims of targeted killings, uh, which have been occurring since early May. Uh, Home Minister Amit Shah also chaired a high-level meeting to take stock of the security situation in Kashmir after these attacks. Um, Abhishek, it's pretty unfortunate, right? I mean, uh, what's happening? I mean, nine killings uh, in in a month's time. Uh, that is, there's certainly like something to take uh, notice of. Yeah. So as you said, uh, the numbers are rising pretty rapidly. So nine killings uh, since May, and I think the number for 2022 is uh, 16. Uh, and uh, and this refers to basically the targeted killing of civilians, uh, both Hindus and uh, Muslims, right? Uh, and all sorts of people have been targeted, whether they are uh, government employees, bank employees, teachers. There was this uh, Muslim actress or TV uh, performer who was also killed. There were policemen who were unarmed uh, at their uh, residences or wherever who have been targeted. and. Apart from the killings, obviously, other people have also got badly injured in these attacks. Uh, so I think uh, if you look at it, it seems like uh, the terrorists or the separatists, whatever you call them, have uh, you know come up with a um, change in their strategy, right? So instead of uh, doing uh, you know big bang terror attacks uh, with the bombs and explosives, etc. Uh, they are now going for these, uh, you know, more small-scale attacks using uh, often local guns or illegal guns, right? Uh, which are much more harder to sort of track for the police or you know control, right? So it seems seems like a shift in uh, strategy by uh, the Islamist terrorists in Kashmir and. Uh, yeah, the, the worrisome thing is, of course, uh, majority of these killings are uh, against uh, what they are calling right as non-locals or uh, non-Muslims, right? Uh, so you know there are street vendors who are uh, working in Kashmir who have come from you know uh, states like Bihar or Rajasthan just to earn a living, right? And they are being targeted, uh, and all this does is to sort of perpetuate uh, fear, right, among uh, that section of the population. 
and we have seen news stories of uh, uh, many people who are leaving Kashmir or who are wanting to you know leave Kashmir right and there were uh, protests around it uh, in various parts of Kashmir uh, including Srinagar right so I think uh, it's uh, time uh, that you know the central government uh, and the local administration under uh, the LG Manoj Sinha uh, uh, you know they get into full gear and uh, combat this as soon as possible as best as possible right otherwise uh, you know uh, while not quite at the scale of uh, the incidents in the uh, early 90s but it is sort of trending in that uh, direction right which is very bad yeah no i think uh, given the past in kashmir right and which we were reminded of uh, you know just a couple of months ba back maybe when uh, you know the the movie kashmir files was released uh, given the background of history in uh, kashmir i mean this brings a little more attention right i mean it uh, definitely needs to be addressed as soon as possible uh, moving on uh, external affairs minister s jayshankar is in the mainstream again uh, in an interactive uh, session at a conference in the Slovakian capital, Bratislava, the minister made some comments regarding India's relationship with China. He also stated that Europe has to grow out of the mindset that its problems are the world's problems, but the world's problems are not Europe's problems. European countries have been putting pressure on our diplomats to take a tough position on the Russian invasion of Ukraine. However, Minister Jayashankar also stated that a lot of India's problems with China have nothing to do with Ukraine or Russia. You also remarked that Europe was silent on many Asian developments, asking, to quote, why would anyone in Asia trust Europe on anything at all? <laughs> well, uh, it's almost become a weekly affair that we look forward to some of these comments uh, from Minister Jayashankar. Uh, Nirav, I mean, this was another, you know, fiery session, yeah, right? So I think what has happened is, uh, India as a country, over the last 10-15 uh, years, has grown substantial in size. So in terms of its eco economy and in terms of its geopolitical relevance as well, right? And uh, India always had been non-aligned right since the start uh, after World War II, right? And right since India's independence. And uh, here, Europeans are trying to say that, okay, that the world will revolve around two axes. And that's what Jai Shankar is saying that uh, India need not follow anyone Instead, India has to look for its own interests, right? I think that is very clear. Uh, also, like uh, External Affairs Minister Jaishankar has been a career diplomat and uh, he has been like one of the most articulate ministers representing India. And he said it in like firm but polite language, right? So he's firm. Uh, so this is representing like the Indian society and India as a whole, right? Where India has become more assertive uh, more firm and it doesn't want to tow somebody else's line. Basically, uh, he's, he said that about like uh, Europe's uh, Europe buying more oil in an afternoon than India bought in all of 2022 uh, about a month ago. And uh, he said even like on Ukraine killings, on deaths of civilians, India has uh, uh, condemned it, right? So obviously India is saying that do what's best for civilians. India has done a great job of pulling out Indian nationals from Ukraine, right? So uh, that's what he's standing for. And he's saying that, see, when China had border skirmishes with India in 2020, uh, 
there were not much uh, there were not much words of support coming out of Europe, right? So we know that if we toe the line, it's not as if they come uh, to have our back. So I think uh, that's the very clear thing. As he mentioned, that this is a European problem, so it's not India's problem. And as Europeans have kind of said that Europe's problems are the world's problems, but the world's problems are not Europe's problems, right? They were silent uh, during the border skirmishes with China or like through all of the whole Kashmir episode uh, with uh, Kargil war, etc. So with Pakistan, so over the years. So I think that's, uh, it's the right response. And uh, probably like how, I think before 2006 or seven, earlier it was just G7, now it is G20. It's an expanded uh, uh, group of countries which kind of like deal with global issues. India is a big part of G20, but this is, uh, basically India is pulling its own weight and uh, it's a positive development. I think we'll continue seeing this. Uh, I hope the war ends sometime soon. There's some sort of a stalemate and maybe both sides declare victory or whatever it is. Uh, the human cost is quite high, but as India has to look out for its own interests, right? So uh, that's a perfect uh, summation by Jai Shankar. Yeah, no, I think we've been holding strong for on this uh, for quite a while, right? I mean, I, I certainly do not expect that, you know, we will. Uh, it's been more than 100 days of the war uh, and Russian forces have captured, uh, by some accounts, more than a fifth of uh, Ukraine, right? Uh, so hopefully, I mean, we're headed towards some kind of a resolution on that front. Um, but oftentimes in these discussions, I find more than a hint of uh, condescension on the part of the anchors or the ministers or the media in general, right? Uh, even, uh, you know, even at this forum, uh, surprisingly, it's an Indian anchor, uh, right, uh, was talking about uh, these things like as though, you know, we have to, we have to get coaching uh, on, you know, how to deal with these things, right? And uh, I think uh, uh, they, they seem too eager exchange, to, uh... yeah, go on Abhishek. The exchange on the uh, wheat export ban was also uh, very interesting in this same conversation, uh, which I would say for the users, I mean viewers, it's worth watching because uh, yeah. as you said, the anchor is Indian, but I guess she is probably based out of the West, right, somewhere. So, I mean, her, uh, her level of depth of questioning was just 101 level, right? Like she was bare merely going by the headlines and you know riffing off from that and not really yeah. someone who has actually done any research so obviously it always appeared that <laughs> mr jay shankar was schooling her or the audience but that's because the questions yeah. also lack depth right yeah it's the same uh, like a broken tape record right i mean it's the same thing i mean are you with us are you against us uh, right and uh, I mean, you know, India the, has the funny part is uh, anyway. the funny part is these same people don't like George W. Bush too much, but they have taken his line of with us or against us to heart. <laughs> with us or against us? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that was an iconic line, right? I think during the invasion yeah. of Iraq. Um, so, so I even said yeah. Iraq like George Bush. So, <laughs> yeah. So, but but I really like, uh, you know, what uh, uh, Minister Jayashankar often says, right, that it's a matter of values and interests. Uh, and especially when, uh, you know, you hear the sort of preachy sermonizing that we hear from uh, Europe uh, and, and, you know, the hypocrisy of like importing uh, oil from Russia anyway, oil and gas from Russia anyway, uh, irrespective. I think the, the that line really, really 
uh, sums it up to me, right? It's a matter of uh, uh, values and interests. Um, all right, moving on. Um, Punjab has been rocked by the gruesome murder of singer Sidhu Muswala. Uh, Shubhdeep Singh uh, Sidhu, a popular rapper, lyricist and actor, was shot dead last Sunday, a day after the state government curtailed his security cover. Uh, police have concluded that the incident was a case of inter-gang rivalry. According to police sources, Canada-based gangster Goldie Brar has claimed responsibility for the murder of uh, Moswala. Um, I don't know, I mean, Punjab also doesn't seem to, uh, you know, uh, get away from some, some kind of news like this, right? I mean, it's always in the mainstream for some, some problems or the other. Uh, what do you make of this, Abhishek? Is this just a random incident or is, you know, it's a cause for alarm? Uh, there, is there some broader significance to this? I don't know if there is a broader significance, but uh, let's say that uh, the uh, start of the new AAP government has not been very auspicious, uh, right? So there was that big attack on a police station, I believe, right? Somewhere in early May. Uh, which caused a lot of alarm and now uh, this high profile murder of a singer politician right so uh, just reading up about this uh, gentleman it seems like uh, as you said he has uh, ties uh, uh, you know with Canada and Britain and he was apparently quite popular uh, you know in the overseas Punjabi diaspora as well right with his uh, music and he recently also uh, joined the Congress party last year and he contested uh, for the Vidhan Sabha elections as well, although he did not uh, win, losing, uh, you know, to the AAP candidate there, right? And uh, uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, we're not very sure about what the local dynamics at play are here, right? So there is talk of... Uh, inter-gang rivalry uh, uh, and a gangster from Canada orchestrating it. That's quite uh, a novel thing, right? We've always heard of uh, gangsters from Dubai or Nepal or whatnot, right? So, uh, you know, gang wars are also really going global, I guess. But uh, yeah, pretty unfortunate. Uh, there, you know, there were news reports of uh, uh, his father meeting the uh, Punjab CM as well as Amit Shah uh, in the next in the days after uh, the killing. Uh, so yeah, I mean obviously a very high-profile murder would have sent uh, shockwaves around the state. Uh, but it seems like it is part of a continuing uh, you know trend in Punjab right now. Uh, so yeah, pretty bad. Um. Well, another singer passed away last week. Uh, it was a uh, prominent Bollywood singer, uh, Krishna Kumar Kunat, or KK as he was known. Uh, post his performance in Kolkata, KK had returned to his hotel where he complained of uneasiness. Uh, after being rushed to the hospital, he was declared dead due to a myocardial infarction. However, videos uh, have surfaced showing the singer being unwell and sweating. Uh, moreover, sources have also claimed that he was not allowed to leave, being stopped by TMC leaders. Um, Kolkata police have also registered an unnatural death case over his death. Um, they've also started an investigation and are currently examining CCTV footage to understand what happened before the singer was rushed to the hospital. Um, well, I mean, all three of us are 90s kids and uh, 
you know kk has a special place in all of our hearts uh, i would say right i mean many many different uh, you know uh, hit songs uh, i i mean the 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 headline said bollywood singer but i would say that he is so much more than that i mean we you know whether it was uh, pal or you know whether it was uh, what was the like plenty of these songs right i mean I, he himself would say that you know i i should get probably better pr better a better pr team because people don't know uh, you know all of the hit songs that i have sung uh, a fantastic uh, range uh, you know especially his tadap tadap i mean which is a classic again uh, right i mean he has i would encourage people to check out the acoustic version that's available uh, on youtube uh, i think he sang it at an mtv event or something uh, i mean just phenomenal phenomenal range and you know when you when you sing a hit song right i mean you have to uh, sing it maybe like hundreds if not thousands of times in your career uh, and often times it can get jaded right i mean how long will you um, you know surface the same emotions that you had when you first wrote the song or first 10 times you sang that song but just look at that thadap thadap uh, you know uh, performance and you will feel like he wrote it yesterday you know and that he is feeling that kind of heartbreak uh, uh, right then you know Uh, and that's the mark of a legend a legendary legendary singer right um irrespective of uh, you know how many times he has sung it i mean he always uh, gave it his 100% uh, another phenomenal phenomenal talent uh, unfortunately uh, who's died fairly young as well i mean just 53 uh, i don't know what is happening with the, the cases of you know um, these people passing away in the 30s 40s and 50s uh, we had punit rajkumar as well um, about a year back who passed away um nirav what are your favorite uh, uh, favorite hits from kk no, so obviously like his first i think pal was his first popular song and then uh, you mentioned yeah. tadap tadap ke is dil se you know from hum dil se dil de chuke sanam and uh, like the thing is his range etc because he doesn't have like that much of like a, a very one type of distinctive style like a lot of people don't remember that there are a lot of popular songs which are sung by him right yeah and uh, like uh things like uh, i think he's not won a single film fair award see that's like very surprising he's been nominated multiple multiple times but he's never won it oh, which wow. tells you more about the award or the selection jury there rather than like uh, uh, kk himself right so no so obviously this one and then uh, i i'm not that big a music buff but obviously like a lot of his songs are very hummable right so that's also like uh, yeah like khuda jaane or you know so uh, exactly as in it, it's a very big loss and i would say uh, i don't know like all of us all of us as we get older we need to get a health checkups done and uh, another thing is i don't know whether it would have happened then or later or whatever uh, even the auditorium was like overly packed and then if there's like your heart has to pump harder to like uh, pump that much amount of oxygen i think these are the things where like a little bit of stress kind of pushes you over the hill right so obviously we all need to like a take care of our own health and b uh, all the uh, teams which are organizing these events etc right uh, this is like a real safety hazard uh, kk obviously is a very popular singer and all of that and yes he passed away and that makes news but what if there was one person in the audience who would have passed away because of such an arrangement right and that wouldn't really make news anywhere So I think that's another thing that we need to kind of consider uh, about these things. And obviously, 
as you mentioned like right after the event uh, he went to his uh, hotel and was experiencing discomfort then like immediate first aid or something of that sort so i think yeah these are the things probably we need to like uh, be thoughtful about yeah um and i think that's a very relevant point if especially if you're over 34 or 35 i think you should definitely get frequent medical checkups uh you know just so that you know there is there are no unfortunate surprises uh abhishek your favorite uh, kk song yeah so i mean uh, kk uh, some of the other songs which uh, uh, you know mirab uh, mirab didn't mention are like there is a song from uh, das called das bahane right which is again a very humble song i think yeah. om shanti om had uh, his song right aankhon mein teri uh then you have uh, you know gangster right uh, tu hi meri shab hai so the, these are again i think he really dominated uh Baro also you know movies uh, songs in the 2000s right that decade so i was thinking of a comparison right like i often compare uh, cricketers with singers right and i would say kk is a bit like uh, vvs lakshman right because they were always those tendulkar yeah. dravid ganguly types ahead of him that he gets a little underrated so same with him right you have sonu nigam you have sukhvinder these kind udit narayan etc right who who have sort of kept the headline uh, before him and then the new generation came right like arijit singh and so on so kk probably never got uh, the recognition and also he was not the type who was always creating news for himself you know to stay in the headlines right yeah. he kept a pretty low profile for himself we are also not mentioning the big uh, massive tamil hit apdi pode right so i guess uh, as you said it he was not just a bollywood singer right he sang in uh, so many languages the fact that he is a malayali i guess many people would not be knowing right uh he he yeah. grew up in delhi and then he shifted to bombay right for his livelihood but yeah fascinating uh, personality in the background but uh, very unfortunate right that has happened yeah um yeah so in fact i mean there were uh, some interviews of his cousins or something and they said that we did not know growing up that he so, could sing yeah. this well <laughs> right uh, so that kind of uh, you know and that kind of tells you about him uh anyway hopefully the family finds uh, solace um the odisha cabinet is set for a reshuffle uh, in a bid to pave way for reshuffle all 20 ministers of the odisha government submitted their resignation letters as per the direction of chief minister mr navin patnaik this is the first time in the political history of odisha that all ministers were directed to quit sources in the ruling biju janata dal bjd said that more than 6 of the 20 ministers who resigned are likely to be dropped from the new ministry uh abhishek this is an interesting development uh, what is, what do you think is the larger objective of yeah this? so i think uh, the idea seems to be pretty clear that they are doing this to you know get themselves uh, revitalized and ready for the 2024 elections right and give uh, some new people sufficient time and chance to perform right and also Uh, the idea is that these kind of changes will probably uh, give a little boost to the image of the government right and i think it's sort of similar in what bjp has also done in a few places right where they 
change the CM with about one or two years to go, right? Like for example, they did it in Tripura recently. Uh, but in the case of Biju Janata Dal, they can't change the CM, right? Because it's like a one-man party essentially, right? With Naveen Babu as the uh, CM. So they do, they're doing the next best thing, right? By changing the cabinet and uh, giving a fresh start in that aspect. So yeah, it will be interesting to see. I think uh, the general consensus is that the BJD continues to remain strong, right? As long as Naveen Patnak is around. Uh, but still, I guess you, all you can say is he's not uh, sitting complacently waiting for the next elections. He's also being proactive here. Right. Uh, and finally, to round things off, uh, COVID-19 cases are on the rise yet again. Uh, the central government on Friday advised five states to maintain a strict watch and take preemptive action to con control infections. In a letter to Tamil Nadu, Kerala, Telangana, Karnataka and Maharashtra, Union Health Secretary Rajesh Bhushan uh, highlighted that these states indicated the possibility of a localized spread of infection. Mumbai has seen the highest spike since uh, February 4th and authorities in Delhi are attempting to enforce stricter compliance to COVID-19 norms. Um, Nirav, do you think we're seeing the fourth wave? I mean, it was predicted in June, July. Uh, but yeah, I mean, people, I, I don't think they'll change their yeah, behavior I too think, much. What do you I think? I think India has reached a critical uh, mass of herd immunity via infection and vaccination. Uh, probably as uh, either with time progresses, either uh, p the immunity of the vaccines reduces a bit or uh, it is that uh, uh, the slight variation or variance. And, but the cases, even like Mumbai, uh, which has had like about uh, 700 odd cases a day, it's a far cry from what it was earlier, right? And also, uh, there are no deaths. So, what has happened is that uh, all these infections are milder. Yes, I think it is, uh, be preca uh, take precautions. Uh, if you're eligible for a precautionary dose, probably it's worth getting it. Uh, but otherwise, I think you need to carry on life as usual. Uh, maybe just be a little more... Uh, very maybe wear a mask in crowded areas, etc. But like otherwise, India has dealt with COVID in uh, quite a nice way. Uh, if if people unduly get scared, right? There's no need for like undue panic. Uh, anyways, with the monsoon season starting soon, uh, probably like the mobility always gets restricted a bit that time, right? Uh, so hopefully that's that's what it is. I think everywhere uh, you are seeing uh, COVID coming and going in like some small waves. But the amplitude of each wave is now smaller. So I think we had a third wave which was smaller than the second. And now the fourth wave probably will be much smaller than the third. And again, probably as in like Europe and UK especially, you had five or six waves. And uh, after the big peak, which was the Delta variant, amplitude, each wave is smaller than the previous one. So I don't think there's real reason to panic. And if you fall sick, I think you recover uh, quickly enough anyway. So. Yeah, uh, that's about that. All right. Uh, so that's it from us uh, this week. Uh, we have a bunch of very interesting episodes coming up on Bharat Varta. Uh, we are partnering with uh, a guy called Indic Explorer. Some of you might have heard him on uh, Clubhouse. Uh, our first episode is going to be about the global non-left. Uh, we've got some very interesting academics and researchers talking about that. Uh, we are due to record uh, an all-encompassing 
uh, a podcast on economy with uh, uh, Harsh Gupta himself, uh, right? He'll, so he'll be on Bharat Vartha again, uh, talking about uh, the state of affairs. Uh, we have uh, something on gig work and livelihoods uh, uh, with uh, India Tech CEO uh, Ramesh Kailasam uh, coming up uh, shortly. And also uh, a very interesting sort of a, a social enterprise called Hakdarshak. We're going to talk about uh, how they're uh, working with the, you know, the hinterlands uh, to make sure that, you know, social schemes reach the last mile. Uh, yeah, so all of this and more, let us know if you have any, um, any, any content or any guests that uh, you have in mind that we should cover. Uh, we're happy to talk to them. So thank you again for joining us this week and look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you.